Thank you for tuning in to this audio-only podcast presentation. This is week 134 of the Lindahl Letter publication. A new edition arrives every Friday. This week, the topic under consideration for the Lindahl Letter is the chalk model for predicting elections. Last week, we started to mess around with some methods of doing sentiment analysis and setting up frameworks to work on that type of effort. This week, we take a little different approach and are going to look at an election model. I'm actively working on election-focused prompt-based training for large language models for, for better predictions. Right now, I have access to BARD and ChatGPT and Llama 2 to complete that training. Completing that type of training requires feeding election models in written form as a prompt for replication. I have been including the source data and written out logic as part of that prompt as well. Party registration drives that signal. Everything else is noise. That is what I expected to see within the model. It was the headline that could have been, but sadly could not be written. It turns out this hypothesis could be tested as you pretty easily try to view the results as a March Madness college basketball style bracket. Accepting that chalk happens to be Put more bluntly, the higher ranked seeds normally win. Within the NCAA tournament, things are more sporting and sometimes major upsets occur. Brackets are always getting busted. That is probably why they have ended up branding it as March Madness. Partisan politics are very different in terms of the chalk being a little more consistent. Some sentiment can change over time and sometimes voter registration does not accurately predict the outcome. We're going to move into that hypothesis testing part of the process. This model accepts a bimodal two-party representation of political parties with an assumption that generally the other parties are irrelevant to predicting the outcome. The chalk model for predicting elections based on registration reads like this. The predicted winner is a max function of D and R, where D is the registered Democrats and R is the registered Republicans at the time of the election. For example, the state of Colorado in December of 2020, that would equate to a max of, uh, you know, a little bit more um, Democrats than the Republicans when registered Democrats outnumber Republicans. This equation accurately predicts the results of the state of Colorado during the 2020 election. 30 states report voter statistics by party with, with accessible 2020 archives. Using the power of hindsight, we can test the chalk model for predicting elections against the results of the 2020 presidential election. Several, and I repeat, several internet searches were performed using Google with the search for the state name and then the voter registration party by 2020. Links to the reference data are provided for replication and or verification of the data. Uh, be prepared to spend a little more time completing verification effort as searching out the registered voter metric for each of the states took about three hours of total effort. It will go much faster if you use the links compared to doing the search from scratch. Data from November 2020 was selected when possible. However, outside of that, the best fit for the data uh, being offered was used. So in the text here are about 30 sets of data. I'm not going to read that table here for you during the old podcast. This model predicting a winner with the max of D and R end up with incorrect prediction outcomes in six states during the 2020 presidential election cycle, including 
Arizona, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, and West Virginia. Five of these states, based on voter registration data, should have yielded a D victory, but that did not perform that way in practice. Arizona worked the other direction. Some of these states clearly have shifted voter registration. I've added some of these notes to show those changes in Kentucky and Florida. It is possible that in both those states, voter registration was a lagging indicator compared to the sentiment of votes cast. The chalk model for predicting elections ended up being 24 out of 30 or 80% accurate. Um, Obviously, I thought it would be higher. Um, I thought voter registration would correctly correlate to victory. (laughs) Um, That was not accurate. Well, 80% accurate. You can't imagine that I was expecting to see that that there. Again, calling back to that March madness and thinking about what it means to have a clear path to victory for registered voters, but that it was not working out that way. So that is why we tested the hypothesis of the chalk model. You can obviously see here that it is accurate most of the time, but not all the time. It's something that we can continue to dig into as I look at other models and do some tests on the voter data to, to see where we are looking at elections and how they intersect with AI and ML. The next step here would be to see if a model can be developed with enough agency through plugins to be able to conduct this effort without intervention in an automated way based on a single prompt. Um, That is where this research is going here is to see how a model could do the same type of research. What's next for the Wendell letter? Week 135, polling aggregation. Week 137, 136, econometric models. Week 137, time series analysis. Week 138, prediction markets. Week 139, machine learning election models. If you enjoyed this content, then please take a moment and share it with a friend. If you are new to the Lindahl Letter, then please consider subscribing. New editions arrive every Friday. Thank you, and enjoy the week ahead.